All right. Welcome to another episode of Professional Humans. I'm Ellie Rader, and I'm joined by my guest, Aaron Keller of Capsule Design. And we're going to have a conversation today about networking in a pandemic, uh, which might uh, help people um, expand their networking capabilities into some new territory that they haven't had to take it before. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you, Ellie. Great to be here. Good. So, Aaron, you are the co-founder of Capsule Design, based here in Minneapolis. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Capsule and what you do? Sure. Yes, we have been uh, around for 21 years here in Minneapolis, doing design for brands all over the country and all over the world. Uh, a lot of design in the area of brand design, packaging design, digital design, those general spaces. And then I've written a couple of books one on packaging, one on logos, and one on the value of brands called the Physics nice. Brand. Yeah. Nice. And uh, since we've been um, in lockdown, I see you guys have rebranded yourselves. Yes. Yeah. We applied the principles to ourselves and I've fully, the entire process, we do a journaling process. We did that for our entire staff. We do a messaging platform. We did that. Uh, we did everything. And it was a great test of our methods. Um, it, it identified points of pain that we actually have been putting people through. We didn't realize we were putting them through this, you know, interesting challenge. In some cases, it's important to go through those challenges and they can be painful. Mm -hmm. But when you're seeing it yourself, you're like, well, we can make this a little bit easier on people. On some <laughs> occasions. That's <laughs> right? so nice of you. I know, I know. And then some of the parts are, it's just, it's painful because it's yourself, right? It's, it's like surgery on yourself without any really good sharp tools. It's, it is a, it's a fascinating thing and it takes longer than ever expected and, and, um, and requires a tremendous amount of patience, especially by the founders, right? Have you done surgery on yourself? No, no, I haven't. So I don't have a comparison point. Other okay. than take out, taking out the odd, you know, the odd staple that gets stuck in a finger or, or maybe a sliver, you know, but sure. no significant surgery on myself. So yeah, okay. probably, you know, like an appendix thing, I wouldn't know that, but I can imagine. Just thought I'd just thought I'd check because that's another podcast. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, I singled you out to have this conversation about networking because I think you're really good at it. As the co-founder um, and leader of your company, I'm assuming that a lot of the networking you do relates to business development and finding great talent. Yes. Um, but what else, what else about, what about networking is really important to you as a human? As a working human, I use my network to learn about what's going on in my community. Um, I have realized that, and I, I personally, I like things that have multiple purposes, like riding your bike to work, right? You get to work and you get some exercise. Um, if you do networking, you, profession, you connect professionally to look for opportunities for the firm, but I also look for opportunities of things to write about for my column for the Twin Cities Business Magazine. I look for just personal connections. Um, I don't find that just work kind of conversations are very worthy. It's, it's a bit too shallow for me in general. So I like to learn from my community and learn from the people that I connect with anyway. Um, so I use that as my ongoing keep things fresh and keep my perspective in tune with what's going on. That's what I use my network for. Nice. And did you, um, 
when we sort of all got sent to our rooms on March 13th, did you have a little phase where you didn't do any networking and then realized you had to come back out and, and maintain it? I, um, I was probably, I go through phases where I, um, I used to have like a personal requirement of one to two or maybe even three coffees a week. Mm -hmm. And I would do like, you know, five coffees or even more a week, or I would do back to backs and all kinds of other stuff. Um, Going into the pandemic, I wasn't doing as much as I probably should have been because we were busy and I was busy and a lot of stuff was going on. And so I didn't have as much time to do my coffee. So it's probably down to one or two a week at the most. Um, Going into it, I actually amplified it um, because we went into it. The firm was really busy. So I didn't have anything to do to bring work in. Um, but I wanted to write for the column for Twin City Business. So I sought out people around conversations and things that were going on in their world and how they were adapting mm-hmm. week by week. So in those first three weeks, I probably had 40, 30 minute calls. Whoa. Zooms. I know I went off the charts. I just reached out to everybody I could find and talk to that I had previously had conversations with and some of that I hadn't just to see how this was impacting them and get inspiration for writing pieces, um, getting some perspective on what was going on. Yeah, I jumped deep in to this because it was, it was also my way of adapting to this new thing, right? I was, I don't, um, I don't go into the corner very easily or go into my room very easily, right? <laughs> so when someone says, you know, go to your corner, I'm like, uh, no, uh-uh. No, I can't. No, I don't, what are you talking about? I can't, no, I got I got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. What do you, what, what do you mean there's a virus? Um, so I had to find some way. I had to actually, you know, comply with the social order and the importance of that, yep. but still connect with people. Because it isn't really social distancing. It's more physical distancing, right? You yeah. should be actually socially closer to more people now than you've ever been. And I was, I found in my outreach, I was talking to people in uh, countries all over the world because of my network and it was easy to do it, right? It's a Zoom call and all of a sudden I'm chatting with a guy in Zurich about the Olympics and it was, it's just amazing. So yeah, I found it. It's, I feel like we're closer to people farther away, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense at all. But, it does make sense. Isn't it funny how, because I have a range of Zoom calls, some of which have uh, dozens to hundreds of people, which is not my favorite. Yeah. And then others where it's one or two. And when it's, when it's one particularly or two, you can kind of manage the nonverbal cues and, and have a, a conversation that's not that different from being in person. But when mm-hmm. there's a group, your eyes are always looking at all the different squares and trying to figure out who's reacting and who's not paying attention. And it's really mm-hmm. difficult to, to yeah. manage those conversations. And that's where it gets exhausting for me. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing where your eyes should be or not. And where other <laughs> people tell where I'm looking, <laughs> who am I looking at? <laughs> it does get yeah. weird in a hurry. And then being, being on camera all the time is a little bit weird, you know, yeah. it creates a social awkwardness for sure. For yeah, those of us for- who are not on camera all the time, which is most yeah. of the population, I would think. I would think. Yeah. Um, what tactics have you um, explored that are uh, when you're meeting over Zoom or over video or whatever um, that were, are different from meeting in person? Um, I don't know that, I mean, it, I've kept it similar as far as 
and we there's not coffee involved unfortunately there is coffee but it's you know it's individual we've done this we've adapted our thinking link to uh, called thinking link pants optional um <laughs> and it's been <laughs> and the way we've done that um it's always been our way of giving back to the creative community um and the way we've adapted that is we do a small group session at the end of it um, to essentially meet strangers without any touching involved, right? So you don't have to shake hands or meet someone in person. We randomly put people in groups and we just had one, we actually didn't do groups in this last one that was 200 people, but the one before that had 115 people in it and we sent people off in the random groups within Zoom and then they all came back and, and everybody loves it. They meet, you know, four or five other humans in a, in a separate little setting. They get to introduce each other and get to know some stranger and Mm-hmm. The last on that one, our speakers both ended up in the same group, which was had to be mathematically odd or unusual or anomaly. But you know, there's those types of things where you're just like people going out and and because you can, I think, for those that struggle with networking, now is an ideal time to network, right? Because you can do it just in a call. You don't have to be in person. I think in person is a lot harder to do. You have to get up the 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 gumption to go out and go to the coffee and do all the other stuff, right? Yeah. There's some distance here and the distance can create some comfort for those that are maybe introvert yeah. by their nature, right? Yeah, I was gonna ask about introverts. So um, my little introvert heart started pounding when you said you had 40, 40 networking calls right out of the <laughs> gate. Um, I call it turtle mode. I go, uh, I go into turtle mode where I just kind of crawl in my little shell and, and, I'm, and I think, all right, I don't have to meet strangers for a while. This is going to be great. But then I, um, I realize actually that's, that's not helpful. It, it is important. And right up until the minute that I'm on a call with somebody, I will dread it. No offense to anybody that I'm talking to or have a scheduled meeting with. It's not about them, it's about me. Um, right up until the minute I get on with them, I dread it and then I get into this conversation and it's completely invigorating and inspiring and fun and I go, oh, I should do that all day. Um, help us remember, uh, those of us who are turtles, um, well, you know, why we should keep trying and why we should keep remembering uh, to reach out. What's the importance of building a network? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, no matter where you are and what you're doing, what you have right now is valuable and where you're going is valuable and it's valuable to somebody else. Um, a person you probably have not met yet. Um, and you have mutual things to share experiences, knowledge, connections, um, things that you can help them with and they can help you with. Um, and although, yes, we all have the introvert within us, that in, in some cases would rather not ever go outside or ever connect with people and turtle up every time. But there's, uh, once you get into it, um, it becomes a really healthy habit. It becomes almost like a good, a good run or a good exercise or whatever you do in your life to do that. You know, it forms um, a healthy habit to connect with people because you get new experiences, new perspectives, right? Uh, and the more you do it, the more you seek out people that are more different from yeah. them, right? You get bored with the people you're talking to. You're like, you're just like that last person I met with. No offense to anybody I've met with you know, in the last <laughs> six right. weeks or whatever, right? If people start to say the same stuff, you're like, oh, I've heard that already. So you have to try to 
move on and, and then also take the conversation into a more interesting place. Mm-hmm. So I, it is a, it's not an easy thing to do. And it, it would seem to, for those of us that do it a lot, that it's just, it's easy for everybody, but it isn't. I know that. And yeah. you know, it's a, you have to get up and, and kind of build that muscle that. Yep. That yeah. Com- that's important. And it's comfortable. It's comforting to have a network that you take care of. I think, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people go, Oh crap, I lost my job. Now I have to get out and network. And that's actually the opposite of what you should be doing. You should be networking more while you have a job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that when things are bad or if you hit a, you know, hit a rough patch, you can call upon that network and they're already there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is a, um, a network is, I mean, it's not a new thing at all, right? The a brotherhood like Lutheran brotherhood or what is thriving today. It was a network of Lutherans, yep. you know, and if you had a death in your family, if you had a catastrophe in your life, they not only brought, you know, um, nice kind words, but they brought money. They brought something yeah. to help you get through it. Right. Um, and your network is very much that, um, some people see networking as a swear word or as an ugly thing or all oh, the thing I have to do. And, it is not at all. It shouldn't be. And, and I, and I run into a lot of people in big companies where they go, well, I'm just, you know, I'm all, I'm all focused on my job. I cannot network with anyone. And that is the exact, exact opposite of what you should be doing. Uh, the bigger the company you're in, the bigger than the opportunity you're in the middle of, the more you should be at least considering a pattern of networking because you get to leverage that company, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to, anybody will meet with you when you're at Target a lot fewer people will meet with you when you're not at Target anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? I can tell you, I know a lot of former Target people who would know that lesson and they know it very clearly because they were in there. Then they came out and went, nobody wants to meet with me because I'm unemployed. <laughs> well, right. um, I don't espouse that philosophy of not meeting with people because they're unemployed because I think they're valuable human beings and they'll go on to do something else really interesting. So right. a good portion of the people I meet with are actually unemployed or in between employment, essentially, in between the, their past gig and their next opportunity. Right. I've been in a good time to connect with people. Do you think that people who are um, employed and not actively seeking a better opportunity or different opportunity are afraid of getting caught networking? Like it might send the wrong <laughs> signal to my boss or my peers if I'm, if I'm out networking? Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of that, right? You don't, you don't spend time on LinkedIn. You can't be out there and connecting for coffee, but you can connect inside the company. Well, that's moving within, right. And going around within the company. Um, But if, but it's a very myopic view to be stuck on, Oh, well, I don't want to ever have a conversation with anyone outside of the company when networking can bring opportunities for the company and partnerships and all kinds of other stuff. So why wouldn't you connect with people outside of the company? Right. If you happen to connect with a, with an author of a particular book, right. And that gentleman comes in and does a speech and it's inspiring for the entire team and you invent a new product because of that speech. Geez, that was bad networking. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think in the current situation we're in, you're going to see a lot of past belief systems be crushed by, uh, you know, just the work from home thing. Right. There's a lot of people that, of the old guard that thought you had to be in a seat in order to be productive, right? They had to be able to see you in a spot working to know that you were doing what you're supposed to be doing. I think that is going to go away. And I would think the same thing applies for the, the world of networking. Well, why yeah. would you 
constrain that. Connecting in human form like that is a form of creativity, just like connecting divergent ideas into new concepts. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> and I think you limit yourself if you're not out there doing the connecting. Agree. So. Uh, as we wrap up, um, what are just a few suggestions that people can go to today to uh, practice their networking skills? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would, you know, obviously LinkedIn is the, is the most powerful tool in that, uh, in the mix. That's of how we met. Yes, right, exactly, via LinkedIn. Um, and just because you don't know someone on LinkedIn doesn't mean you shouldn't link in with them and connect with them. If you see somebody that you want to meet, link in with them. Um, and if they are big into LinkedIn, they'll probably say yes, especially if, if you're an interesting individual. Um, and then set a small goal for yourself of just one a week or two a week or even one a day um, and, and see how it goes and give yourself a period of time. Habits form in 66 days. So see what you can do in that time period. And, and you never know, you might come out of it with an incredible number of connections and, and ideas and, and creative things that can happen from that. So that's my view on it. Nice. It's good advice. Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Keller has been great to talk to you today. We really appreciate your insights and advice uh, about networking. Thank you. This has been um, great. Good. All right. Well, uh, nice to have you on the show.